And you are listening to WMNF 88.5 FM, WMNF Tampa, the best little station in the nation. Let's get started with art in your ear today, shall we? Thanks for listening. is the Dropkick Murphys doing the wonderful anthem, We Shall Overcome. So, so excited to find that for you today, my friends. Thanks for tuning in to Art in Your Ear on WMNF, the best station in the nation. Thank you for being out there. My name is Joellen Schilke. 
I am the hostess who loves you absolutely the mostest. I'm so glad you're there on today's show in just a few minutes. We are going to be chatting with Maureen McDowell, she of Keep St. Pete Lit, and the big, fantastic, amazing Sunlit Literary Festival, which kicks off tonight, or kind of has kicked off already, I think, and then goes through the weekend, and it is mind-blowing, has so much fun stuff in it, I can't wait for this conversation. We also have stuff going on and about in the area, plus some fantastic music for you. If you want to get in touch, please do not hesitate to text 813-433-0885. Please put your name in it so we can say hi on the air because that's really fun for us to do. Or you can email dj at wmnf.org. All right. So um, the music, usually I try to have like a theme and everything with my music. And we we do have a couple of songs about the environment because April, of course, is uh, all about the environment and Earth Day and all that type of things. But... We have lots of other songs. So we're going to kick off with some Billie Holiday and then come back with some new Brian Ferry doing a cover and then get chatting with Maureen. And then after that, we've got some Arlo Parks, Midnight Oil, Isla, a new band that I just found out. Oh, my God, I love them. And then uh, some Bombay Royale, and if we can fit it in, some Kamal Kifa. So boom, lots of stuff. Turn your radio up. Super duper loud, but let's listen to this Billy Holiday. Thank you again for being part of this. Oops, I just put on the wrong thing for something new and different. Let's try this one. Here on Art in Your Ear, WMNF 88.5. Lipstick's traces An airline ticket To romantic places And still my heart has wings These foolish things Remind me of you A tinkling piano Apartment, those stumbling words that told you what my heart meant. Our fairgrounds painted swings. These foolish things remind me of you. You came. You. had to be the winds of March that make my heart a dancer a telephone that rings but who's to answer oh how the ghost of you clings these foolish things remind me How strange How sweet 
to me They seem to bring you near to me The scent of smoldering leaves The wail of steamers Two lovers on the street Who walk like dreamers Oh, how the ghost of you cling These foolish things Remind me of you you know dear wonderful listeners that support for WMF comes from listeners like you and rhyming with Miss Ida specializing in children's rhyming books such as Poor Old Goat Sad Little Dog and more details on Miss Ida's children's books are at rhymingwithmissida.com and support also comes from listeners like you of course and Ruth Eckerd Hall Former black flag, flag singer, solo artist, and poet Henry Rollins is at the Billheimer Capitol Theater April 6th, and RuthEckerdHall.com has more. So I figured the, the, uh, definitely the Henry Rollins thing is up your alley. We'll be right back with Maureen McDowell and the Sunlit Festival. Maureen, thank you for coming back to Art in Your Ear. 
Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, and, and it might be a year or so since we chatted, I'm thinking. Three years, I guess. Three years? Oh, yeah, because of COVID, we didn't do the Summit Festival for two years. Oh, that's so sad. So now yeah. um, I would imagine you had lots and lots of ideas stocked up, <laughs> ready to go <laughs> to do the festival. Um, so let's. I want to start off with a fact. So it's, it kicks off tonight. Yeah. Like in a big, big, big way. Yeah. Yeah, we're having a big um, kickoff party at the Factory St. Pete in the Warehouse Arts District. And the theme is Where the Wild Things Are from the children's book. <laughs> That's pretty good. And and are you using a children's book because it's a fundraiser for children literacy programs? You got it. Oh, I'm so And smart. it's fun. And it's we fun. a sailboat that was delivered. <laughs> uh, why? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not have a boat have, for everyone to climb into? have a little... A little skiff that is in the middle of the gallery, and we have waves for books, and um, the factory artists have kicked in right. and created literary souvenirs, and we have literary-themed drinks, and Daddy Cool Records uh, got uh, Eugene Snowden, and um, also Bright, I believe it's, oh my gosh, why can't I do it, the band. Right. right. Oh my goodness. We'll come back to I'm that. Sorry. Well, it'll, yeah. it'll show up. We'll come back to it. Um, Better Strangers, is it? Better Strangers, yeah. And they um, just had three sold out shows in London. So, so wow. Bill Collins' son plays the <laughs> harmonica. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a talented I think family. Stone Magazine is interviewing them today. I, yeah. So wow. Here. Why not? Thank you, Daddy Cool Records. Why not everything all happen right at once? Why of course. not? <laughs> a lot of things happen like that at the factory. So, uh, so the um, so the doors open at six, is it? Six. And then yeah, it, it yeah. goes till midnight. But awards shoot out at six thirty, and then yeah. the bands start around seven thirty. So it is quite quite a party tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, I'm going to go. I hope you don't mind because I, I no be you looking at all the result like things going. on, I'm like, oh my god. Um, and also in, in the acknowledgement that the weather's always a question. Uh, you know, because today turned out to be rainy and then gorgeous. So who knows? But it's then you're Florida. you are <laughs> you're winding it up uh, on Sunday night, of course. So this is tonight, uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday, packed with events. Yeah. Every single day is packed with events and kind of spread around, spread out around St. Pete, Gulfport yeah. area. Um, so then you've got a Lucha Libro <laughs> at the uh, at Studio at Six Twenty at the end to, to sort of end it on uh so three to five on Sunday that afternoon. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about what's going to happen at Lucha so, Libro? Um, there is an actual event called Lucha, Li Lucha Libro Literary Death Match. And we cut Cole Bellamy, who has been teaching with us. He's a Tampa poet. He's been teaching with us since the beginning of Keep Shanky Lit. Came up with the idea where you have two typewriters facing each other. And then he, it started where he would pick one word from Moby Dick, and then you have five minutes to write a piece of literary brilliance. And there's four rounds, so a total of eight writers, and they battle out for five minutes, and then they read it to the audience, and then we applaud of whichever people <laughs> like the best. And we encourage costumes, like, you know. Right, because, I mean, but, you can write yeah. so much better when you're wearing a costume. Right. Anyway. So, but it is being collaboration uh, with the Studio 620, who is giving us the space. Thank you, thank you. They're a wonderful partner, Pete Tampulet, and also Community Poetry, which was founded by Denzel Johnson-Green, who is one of our board members and a local poet. And they usually meet 
Sundays at that time from three to five at Black Grant, Black Crow Grand Central. So I said, can you get me writers? And he's like, I got it. So can I so. ask you, uh, um, when I've participated or watched uh, events like this, uh, there's definitely uh, a gear. Is there, are, Do you want people to get outrageous with this? Is the idea that you have to like sure. get over the top because this is not going to be a literary masterpiece, but this is going to be... Yeah, Funny, daring, want, scary. The crowd. Yeah, you want to rouse the crowd. Right. Yeah. You want to you want to move the crowd. Right. Five minutes. But yeah. you're on the spot. Like I've never participated. That it's way too stressful for me. Right. But some people love that kind of. You know. I did it at a conference once, and I think um, and I don't know why I was picked. I think they were just shorter person, and I was close to the front. Mm, and I did it happened. at one once, and the only way I could possibly uh, have dealt with it is that I read my stuff in a really weird accent and for that's some smart. reason uh, <laughs> it made it easier to do but that's it that's, that's all I got or, or a couple drinks <laughs> well yeah that was happening if too. you drink <laughs> some people are high on life that's right but, <laughs> but so but the thing that I want to mention and, and dear listener I'm speaking with Maureen McDowell about the Sunlit Literary Festival returning after the pandemic hiatus uh, but the thing that I like about this is that you're working with all of these different organizations. Yeah. There's the Antiquitarian, I cannot say that word, book fair, the old book yeah. people. Um, there is a walking tour, so you're working with, with the people that do the historic Preserve the Berg stuff. But you're also working with you know, the Historical Society in Gulfport mm-hmm. and Audubon. And, you mm-hmm. know, uh, of course, uh, something that I've, I've gone to in the past and always love is the, um, if it happens, the, the night hike with the kids yeah. in, you know, at Boyd, Boyd Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's all these different things that you're doing. So what is, you know, when you're doing this, what is sort of, um, what are you trying to weave when you're doing this? Well, first off, I didn't really even plan consciously for every uh, most of the events to be outside. It just worked out that way. So that was really interesting. Um, really, I it, it starts in the fall. Like I just talk to people that I'm friends with that I've worked with in the past, and I start planting seeds. A lot of times, it's in our coffee shops. We run into each other in line, and I have a joke. We've we've created an event before the next person moves up to get their latte, and that's kind of how St. Pete works in a lot of ways. Um, cause we've all worked together. Um, it's a lot of handshake deals, but like with the St. Pete Audubon, we partnered with them and Andrea Anderson, who is the ranger at Boyd Hill on a full moon poetry night hike a long time ago. And they wanted to work with us again. So they just, I just planted the seed in the fall and then they reached out and it happened to work out and we pulled in Anda Peterson, another poet. It's really just kind of almost like what, what, what is this recipe need? And I think about what ingredients and people that I know, and we just mix them together. And if they're available, then I schedule them in and we create a festival. I mean, I've in the past had 16 days of this craziness. <laughs> right. That's what, and, and it, it took a minute for me to realize when I first started looking at this, that it was just going to be a really super tight yeah. three days rather yeah. than sort of a, a one <laughs> event a day over a couple of weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I grew up. So, <laughs> maybe you need your time to do other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also like you know, I mean, I, there was concern. Like, is the city the same? Is the, there's been a lot of leadership changes? People have moved on, or for various reasons, uh, will the, you know, will there still be collaborative 
the collaborative spirit after COVID? Do people even want to do events? Will people even come out for events? Right. So there, I was a bit nervous about all that, but it really filled in beautifully. And it feels like it's a wide variety and there's a lot of things for all different ages and all different types of people. And, um, I'm just really grateful for our community is still as vibrant and collaborative and loving as it's always been. So that's really awesome. Over the last, uh, well, let's just say here in the 21st century, because uh, I don't want to give start dates because there's been different things, but there's been, um, you know, certainly an increased focus on writing, writers, uh-huh. poetry, uh-huh. spoken word, you know, just kind of how words are used within um, our town by people. And part of that, of course, is that I think it's helped by the growth of uh, the uh, you know, universities and colleges and the influx of people. Um, uh-huh. But also, I think that there is uh, the pandemic sort of helped people understand that the their creative parts um, are not just a luxury or a hobby, but that they're very essential to just living through the world and, and kind of understanding how we are understanding the way that we go. So I'm going to uh I'm going to just sort of uh take a little side side detour here for a minute and to ask you about your process because I've known you as a poet yeah. for a long time and also, you know, in many other things as a mother as a as mm-hmm. a uh as a daughter, as a business person and and so I've known you in all these different roles, but um but you've done a lot about uh you know, you've published books. I think you have a fairly new book, right? Yeah, yeah. And and Will you will you talk just a little bit about how the writing has helped or hindered or both of those in dealing with what has gone on for you over the last few years? Yeah, I mean, it really started when I realized I was a poet after an existential crisis about 28. I studied pottery in Asheville, North Carolina, all around Asheville, all of my 20s. And I was always dabbling. Music was my first four-way, four-way into art, going to punk rock shows, which was great about collaborating with Daddy Cool Records, like full circle. Um, I know. I love when I go there. I'm like, God, yeah, I was a kid when I first like, started you. <laughs> it's going here. And I love that. Well, and you know, this is a segue, but when Daddy Cool Records was getting priced out of the 600 block, I reached out to Karen Jordan Behar. I'm like, they need, to be, they need somewhere to go. Can we bring them into the architecture firm, which led them to being in the factory? So that's part of why this collaboration is going on because I was like, you guys got to come here and we got to save Daddy Cool Records. So um, it, it really, my writing is a way that I process my emotions. I write in my journal three pages every day um, and poems come out of that. Uh, reading, recently I, you know, have kept been going to like streaming services, Netflix, because we grew up like, I'm 48 almost 48, um, in the, the highlight of movies. And so I keep going to like Netflix to like get that movie fixed, but things are falling flat in a lot of ways for me. And, and then I go back to books. I always go back to books and they just like get my gears going. And, um, yeah, writing is really important. I think it's revolutionary to, to do self-care. Radical self-care is revolutionary. And part of that is reading and writing. I mean, six minutes of reading, lowers your stress levels by like 60%. It's crazy. And there's a ride and re- rise in reading now over the pandemic. People mm-hmm. have turned to that for solace. So. I, and not just escape, solace, escape, but yeah. uh, there is a book and oh God, Susanna Clark wrote over the pandemic called Piranesi, which mm. turned out to be the book. I, I have probably read it um, 
not the non exaggerating like eight or nine times already. I'm gonna have to read it now. It um, yeah. and it is a very strange. It's a really strange, wonderful book. But there was something about every time I read that book, I was able to um, to sort of navigate and understand better. You know, and I. I Compared to a lot of people, I had a pretty mild experience when, you know, with other people had much more suffering and problems, but even everyone had a way to Me do too. it. And so, yeah. and yeah. so there's books, I think there's certain books that uh, become touchstones or uh, uh, just portals for us. And that yeah. to, to see that other people are really into it as, as part of St. Pete Lit and as part of the Sunlit Festival, are there then, are you seeing new people, new, um, new faces? coming in, people who, who maybe were more fringe are now um, dedicating themselves better? Is there a shift in what you see with writers? There's definitely a shift in people that have moved here. And uh, we have a poetry open mic the last Wednesday of the month at the Studio 620. And every, every like since the pandemic specifically, there's three to four new people every time that say they've just moved to St. Petersburg. And the first thing they did was look for a literary outlet. So that's really interesting to see like this new energy coming in right. and that they are seeking out um, our open mics and our book clubs and uh, other things like that. So um, there is definitely more people that are wanting to get more engaged and involved. I think the, the, the quiet has allowed people to slow down and get off our capitalistic kind of hamster wheel of produce, produce, produce. And um, people are realizing that they want more in their life and uh, are reaching out that's what the arts are for, you know, that, that helps you kind of find your way back if you're lost or, um, find your way through, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and you have, uh, and I've always, uh, you know, been especially, especially, especially drawn to poetry. That's something, mm -hmm. another thing we have in common, um, yeah. punk rock shows and poetry. Um, yeah. And Woo, so you have, you know, you've got poetry <laughs> in the park. You have, mm -hmm. um, I mean, there are, and uh, again, uh, the weather, I think, is going to be better than we think because it seems like it's early yeah, morning and late night uh, rain, not necessarily yeah. midday rain. But you've got the poetry in the park. You have uh, the poetry, uh, is it at the um, Sawgrass? Or I'm trying the to think. Journaling. Nature right, journaling. Right, the nature journaling. Yeah, and there's the poetry with uh, Culture Books, which is um, owned by L'Oreal Holloway, which is an African-American-owned female uh, bookstore, and we collaborate with her on our word book boxes, which give out free culturally diverse kids books throughout St. Pete. We have 10 locations. She's doing a poetry breakfast in the park. I believe oh. it's breakfast. Oh, is, gosh. I hope right, yeah, there that, might not be food. No, it is. It's the nine, 9 to 11, right, at the Jet Jackson Recreation yeah. Center. Yeah, and then we're doing um, Preserve the Berg. We've partnered with them on these literary walking tours. They always sell out. Uh, this is probably our sixth or seventh time and we have local writers. A lot of them are board members, but also uh, several of them are teachers that have worked with us. They write a little story or poem about place. So mm. the Lyceum, uh, the City Hall, the Shuffleboard Court. And, you know, they give a little history tour and then they recite their 
piece that they wrote. So that's always lovely. That's fun. I, I want to mention, because we're talking about poetry, Saturday night from 6 to 7.30 at uh, Tumblr yeah. Books, there is, and now this is sort of like, you decided to go for the all-star lineup. There's, of course, uh, our poet laureate, or St. Pete's poet laureate, Helen Wallace, uh, mm-hmm. Gloria Munez, who just um, completely blows me away with everything she does. She uh, won the Florida Book Award. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that's just the beginning of everything she's going to be yeah. winning. There's yeah. uh, Kate Postel, Curtis Davis, and Christian Davis. So you have these uh, very strong poets there uh, coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow night, mm-hmm. uh, and that starts at six at Tumblr Books. And that was Books. curated by Sarah Reese Jakonski, who's also a wonderful poet, and she teaches uh, our creative writing classes in the Title One schools in South St. Pete. Mm-hmm. So she curated that event for us. It's, um, so it's just sort of you know, and then another poetry thing is uh, the friends of Jack Kerouac. They're doing a guided book tour, yeah, and so that too. has it. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so there's all these different things. It's going to be fun, sort of seeing people making their way around St. Pete and various things for yeah. for literature. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool, and it's really just like it. It almost feels like I send out a paper airplane in class and go, "Will you collaborate with me?" And then they write back, "Check yes or no," and they're like, "Yes." <laughs> Like that kind of spirit with our city. I mean, Facebook messages, Instagram, Mm -hmm. like, here's a slot for you. Can you do this? Right. Create a flyer. Can you do a Facebook event? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I just want to let listeners know that if you want to see what we're talking about, you can go to org and then look for the sun. It's not hard to find. sunlit dash. Festival. Uh, it's posted up There's on the. There's actually a website that's sunlitfestival.org. Okay. That goes to the page. Oh, yeah. there you go. So, and then, yeah. uh, and then I, actually, I think that's the page I have up on the Art in Your Ear Facebook page. And then all this yeah. stuff is going to go again. And you'll see that there's a lot of different stuff. There's charges for some things, but there's some things that it's just. Uh, Most of them are free. We really try to do that. And even if the rain, like, you know, if this is one of our summer storms where there isn't lightning, I, even with the Sawgrass Lake and St. Pete Audubon, I said maybe people will be okay walking around with umbrellas if it's just slightly sprinkling, and that might just add an ambiance to nature writing. And Sawgrass you has know? a bunch of covered areas where you yeah. can sit and gather. Yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. you know, I mean, they have a huge covered area. They've got a huge picnic area that's yeah. all covered. And so I think that in a way to be able to sit and write poetry with others while it's raining yeah. in a park sounds really fabulous. How romantic. <laughs> Ooh, hello. And, uh, yeah, keep. <laughs> Keep um, keep an eye on our social media pages. We'll update if things are canceled or postponed. Right. Um, not postponed. It'll be mostly canceled. But mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you know, the weather gods like poetry and writing, and uh, they go and do their thing. Maybe why don't they go read while we write? Right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to take a else. I'm going to take a very quick break and, and just respond because uh, someone wanted to know Sheila. Uh, the name of the book was Piranesi. Piranesi, and it was written by Susanna Clark. She wrote Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, so it's a very magic, and she's written, she writes kind of about magic, though the book is not um, specifically about magic, but it's just... uh, it's just so beautiful. Um, and then say hi to Mark, of course. Um, you know, so Maureen, I want to, we touched on, I want to go back if you don't mind real quickly. Um, so you, uh, have you, your book was published this year, or is it getting ready to be published? It was published in the fall in the fall. St. Petersburg Press, which is wonderful. I, I make a joke, like, you know, we all help change the literary culture to create a press that I can publish my book at. <laughs> hey, what's, you know, if that's the end game, that's fine. <laughs> is, that more punk, is there anything more punk rock than that? Um, <laughs> they will actually be here tonight at the kickoff party, uh, several of their authors. And Carrie Kreisman, who you might know her husband, Rick, who mm-hmm. was our 
former mayor, is teaching a memoir workshop with us in April, um, every Saturday throughout April, um, and she wrote The Accidental First Lady. So, yeah, I came out to St. Pete Press. It was always... Uh, my first two books were self-published. I had a publishing house for a little while with my ex-husband, Summerfolk Press. And I, I always liked the idea of keeping it local and, you know, mm-hmm. growing up in the punk rock scene where we made our own seven inches and all the things like right. that. You made so, zines and that's how... Yeah, like Ani DeFranco did it herself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even Henry Rollins. Like, people do their own thing and I keep creative control. And uh, I just like that idea. And, um, yeah, so it took 10 years to write because I started Keep Sinti Lit and became a single parent. And um, just, uh, but there's a lot of shorter poems. My, um, my son is uh, my muse, so he is mentioned a lot in the book. Um, and it's just really the goal. I'm working on two books now right now about my family because I grew up in John's Pass, the Hubbard's Marina, and Friendly Fisherman is my family, so... Uh, I want to write about that, and um, I'm also writing another book of poetry, so hopefully not 10 years past. That's <laughs> right. the goal. Right. You know. uh, is there, uh, when you write, you know, when you're, when you're writing, uh, mm-hmm. are there, um, are you ever sort of uh, going back and reading, or even at the time reading them, uh, surprised as to what you found? You know, sort of like, oh, whoa, I didn't know yeah. I was going to go there, or will you talk about that for a minute? Well, uh, I actually have poems that heal me. The past Maureen, I say the past Maureen wrote a poem for the present Maureen. So, you know, sometimes I remember lines from poems and they like help me. And uh, I am shocked. I've been writing a little bit more risque poems. And I'm, I, I wrote one in the first line. I read it at the poetry of a mic. I'm like, whoa, girl. Because, you know, I'm such a, I'm, I'm always kind of creating. And sometimes I forget what I wrote. So... I'll go back and um, I'm go back and uh, reread the stuff I wrote and be kind of like, whoa, who is that person? But I also trust the process. Like, mm-hmm. That's one thing that's nice about even being doing Keep Saint Pilate for almost ten years. Uh, there's a patience that comes with it and a trust in the process. Mm-hmm. And and in, in a lot of ways, it's bigger than me. And uh, I need to get my ego out of the way with poetry and even with the organization. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. Keep St. Pila has its own trajectory, and so does my poetry. But really, the gateway drug for me is reading Jack Gilbert. He is my favorite poet. <laughs> and uh, I read his book of collected poems, and I will immediately get a poem, like, without fail. It's just the way his voice is and his way of writing and how his brain works just so, like taps me right into it. We're going to have people writing in and asking who is that again. So you said Jack Gilbert. Jack Gilbert. He won the Yale Young Poetry Prize. He's passed away uh, in a, a very old age. He won the, the Yale Young Poetry Prize and then disappeared into the the mountains and had lots of loves and, you know, writes about that and just wandering and truly being a poet. It mm-hmm. wasn't about accolades or fame or academia. He did spend some time teaching and then he he would resurface like every decade or so with a book mm-hmm. and his books his poems are just his early poems are very form-based but then the the later poems are more prose poems but he just really captures the spirit of what it means to be a poet to me mm. right it's about the magic i believe and of life and you know and if you read a piece of poetry and it, you go you for me personally if i'm like what did that mean like i'm confused i don't understand uh, did I get anything out of that? It's, I want to feel changed and move. 
mm-hmm. after a piece of art. That's important to me. So, and he does that. My he sis- does that. My sister sent me a book of haikus, and I thought, okay. Um, and yeah. then I and then I devoured it. Like the second I opened it, I devoured yeah. it. It was so good. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, it could be a meditation, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so I, whatever I, works. I guess we should. I guess we should go back to what the actual interview is supposed to be about, and suddenly talk about no, the Sunlit Festival. It, but it it's is it. because I want to. I want to say you're, there's opportunities for people to pick up books, and I I do a lot of my reading on Kindle or you know whatever a device. I don't do as many book books anymore just because. I'm. I own so many things, and the idea of owning something else is just sort of like, don't. I don't want any more stuff. But yeah, um, there is a book swap on yeah. tomorrow yeah. from ten to two, and uh, that's at the Gulfport Historical Society. Yeah, uh, and that's at Fifty uh, Third Avenue and Twenty Eighth Street South in Gulfport. Uh, yeah. And and that I think is just such an important part because I think that when you pick up a book, I, I, there is a a human element of wanting to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've done it already. You talked about you know a poet. I talked about a book, and and yeah. of wanting to share what we're reading. Like if it really touches us. We want it to touch someone else, even though there's no guarantee that it will. We want it to, uh, mm-hmm. and that's what writing is. Uh, writing is essentially a connection. It's a way to connect. It's not just. Um, it, 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 for me, it's not successful unless someone else reads it. It's just, it's, it is journaling, which is important to the self, but journaling is only a pros, part of the process if you're a writer for other, you know, for other people to read your stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I always think at the poetry at the mic, the people that just come to listen, mm-hmm. like I do, like, let's give all the poets a round of applause for all the poets. And then I say, well, let's also give a round of applause to the audience because we would just be like... Right, you know, reciting to ourselves without the audience. It so doesn't work. We need those people. Yeah, and, they're, right. and usually it's like 20 or 25 or 30 poets, but then you'll sometimes have 60 people in the audience that just want to hear it. Right. You know, and that's always so lovely to see that people are still coming out and still drawn to literature. And, mm-hmm. um, and the book swap came around the idea because the TBT, I don't know if Tampa Bay Times has the TBT anymore. That little periodical that was right. like creative looking. Is mm-hmm. that, I don't know. That's don't like know. saying the St. Petersburg Times and JC. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they did a book swap for one, I believe it was one of the Sunlit Festivals at Hawthorne Bottle Shop. And I was like, I really want to do that again. And mm-hmm. so the antiquarian part is because it's the history museum, but people can bring other things too. And Kathy Loper, who owns the Gulfport Gabber, is a part of the history museum, but she also used to be on our board. Mm-hmm. So she, it was another one of those like throwing the paper airplane. Like, hey, do you want to do this? Right. Yeah. And no, I think it, I think it's a great idea. I mean, to, yeah, because then it's there's sort of that the idea, and I think a lot about bartering and doing things where instead of creating more stuff, we yeah. can we can Just share like and have stuff and have new interesting things without it needing to be a um, a commercial. I mean, it's fine when it's a commercial thing because support bookstores and all that, but sometimes it's nice when it's not a commercial. <laughs> and also, I think that they're trying to build their library of history books, too. Right. So that's part of it. And, and, and I, you know, I, as I said, I lived in Asheville, North Carolina, and there's Malaprop's bookstore, which everyone loves, but there was also Downtown Books and News, which was the used bookstore. And, I mean, Haslam's, which I do hope reopens. I don't like, think they're going to. <laughs> to me. Well, right. fingers crossed. Right. Um, but... Um, you know, used bookstores are really where I built my whole library because I was a artist and didn't have a lot of money for new books. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, it is a luxury to be able to afford new books, but it, there's nothing like a new book. I mean, right. you know this. Um, and especially one that you just can't wait 
for it to come out in paperback. You have to have the hardcover. So I have sat in my car and read outside of bookstore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, and every it. time I travel anywhere, it's literary travel. I always go find the bookstore in whatever town I go to and always purchase books. And that's part of the memory, like the Jack Gilbert collected poems. I got that in because whenever I go to New York City, the first place I stop is the Strand Bookstore. Mm-hmm. And it's like the first, stop. And I'm actually going to be there at the end of the month to see Jawbreaker, who's one of my favorite bands and bringing my child. And we will stop at the Strand Bookstore, which also has a comic book store next door. So right, we're, right. We're both happy. It's always so amazing. <laughs> so well, we are, we're out of time. I just want to say Thanks. Where the Wild Things Are opens tonight. Tonight. Yeah. April, no April Foolings. Tonight. No April Foolings. No. <laughs> for the 6th yeah. Annual Sunlit Literary Festival. It's the kickoff party and then it goes through Sunday uh, so many things. You can go online and find them, uh, all the information about it. Uh, and is there any any last, anything to let people know? Uh, well, please come out tonight and support the kickoff party because, the, as I said, the funds raised, we just started tutoring, reading, and writing, um, and it's free to low-income students, the tutoring. We have teachers that have been teaching in Pinellas County Schools that are tutoring with us, and there is a huge need for help with, and it's not just homework help. It's actually like assessments to help them grow and become readers because readers are leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, they, right. um, if you have high reading scores across the board, you have higher grades. Right. So that's what this money goes to support and, and our book boxes and our creative writing classes and Title I schools in South St. Pete. I mean, there's nothing better to support in my mind. Ah, uh-huh, that's so wonderful. please come and listen to music and we have literary cocktails and I, there's no downside. <laughs> there's well, no downside. I like that. Well, hopefully I'll see you tonight. Thank you so much, oh, Maureen McDowell you, of uh, Keep St. Pete Lit coming in today. And um, and thank you for all you do for the community. Thank you for you too. All right. Reading right on. Woohoo. We're going to listen to some Arlo right. Parks here on Art in Your Ear, WMNF. Take care, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm dazzled hard. Break it down to me softly The veils of rain I'm shuddering I dip into the love we had with ease Lemon and ginger bliss Upsets on navels If I upset you could You maybe say so Has nothing changed Have I just missed the memo Tell me what I don't
let you know some stuff going around town. Art at the Garden uh, continues at Florida Craft Art. I think it goes until April 19th. So it's all different. Uh, fine craft inspired by the natural beauty of gardens. And I was in there the other day looking at it and it's pretty impressive. So also, uh, if you want to go look at some interesting art, this one I think is always a good show to go to. Inverso, it's at the uh, USF Contemporary Art Museum. And Inverso is the, uh, it's the MFA exhibit. Uh, So they have, uh, I think it's six students, uh, 22 hours there. Kim Darling, Amy Jones, Natalia Kraviak, uh, Crystal Lemonias, I'm sorry if I'm messing up everybody's names, Tatiana Mesapahan, and Marlon Tobias. Uh, so that is, Inverso is uh, a look as to what artists, what young artists are doing right now and uh, the ideas that they are sort of going through. There's a bunch of events with that. You can go online to uh, usf.edu slash camcam and see more about that. If you're down in the Sarasota area, uh, or if you are just a lover of, oops, lost it, here we go, a lover of uh, architecture down, oh, come on, it won't open, there's the Gene Leedy, come on, open up, there's a Gene Leedy Symposium, uh, and that is Sunday, this Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. at the McCulloch Pavilion. Gene Leedy is uh, the architect that really changed the face of Sarasota and the west uh, central coast of Florida. Um, just really an amazing. There's going to be a preview, um, uh, an exhibition preview. There's a film screening of the Gene Leedy influence and then a talk with uh, some of the people involved. And so if you are interested, you can uh, get more information through Architecture Sarasota. And also I will post that information up on the Art In Your Ear Facebook page when the show is over. My goodness, we are almost out of town. And, and I want to play a song for you. The next song I'm going to play... Um, uh, each month, WMNF focuses on a, uh, a topic to sort of let the music and public affairs DJs have something that we can get out into the universe. And April is in the environment. So not only do I have Beds Are Burning by Midnight Oil, but I also have a song by a group called Isla called Sapphire. So let's get to those songs so you can hear our environmental songs. If there are other good environmental songs, why don't you uh, shoot us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we can add those to our list. So here uh, we're going to start off with some Midnight Oil, Beds Are Burning.
The following is an editorial statement from the Nathan B. Stubblefield Foundation Board of Directors. WMNF condemns the indefensible war on Ukraine and calls for an expedient, diplomatic, and peaceful resolution to this conflict. We stand with the free people of Ukraine, the war protesters in Russia, and the millions of innocent people impacted in the region. We urge our listeners to support international organizations working to stop further human and environmental devastation. Visit WMNF.org for information on how to help. Hey, I just want to say goodbye. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Sheila and Mark and everyone writing in. You're fabulous. You are listening to WMNF Tampa. Stay tuned. E-Love is in the studio. She's got a beautiful, beautiful show of Global Electronica, another wonderfully swoopy music for you. That's followed by the live music showcase. They are setting up right now with a great band and then just great music all through the weekend. You are listening to 88.5, best station in the nation, See you next week. Uh, next week, we've got Mai's Gallery on with, uh, and then also the Art Center in St. Pete. So lots of visual art next week here on Art in Your Ear on WMNF 88.5 FM. Signing out. Information is already up on the Facebook page for Art in Your Ear if you need anything that we talked about. Take care now. Love you. Bye. Bye.